Welcome to Singing the Blues. I'm Dom Housen. And I'm James Marriott. It's not really the week that we wanted, Dom. This is not the conversation that we wanted to be having. Um, so two games, two defeats, no goals scored, five goals conceded. And actually, I mean, like off the back of the Everton game, I must confess, because I, I was up super early for work the next morning, so I didn't watch the Everton game. So little bits of the uh, the first half, but ultimately um, I, I didn't I didn't watch it. But reading what people said afterwards, even though it finished three nil, it, it sounded like fans were you know fairly positive that Wednesday had given a decent account of themselves and Everton had played a strong team and you know they were ultimately just too good. Is that is that fair? Yeah, I thought I think so. It was a spirited showing against Everton, and I, I think especially first half. And you've got to take into account that there was some young defenders on the pitch in Azazi Urugidi and Kieran Brennan, Ryan Galvin only making you know, his second senior appearance of his career. Uh, and, I, you know, I think that, you know, when they had a couple of chances with Adam Reach, um, Andre Green, I thought, in the first half, showed some positive signs uh, on debut. Uh, but, yeah, you know, I think the, the disappointment from Everton really comes from, yeah, they had most of the ball, they created the bulk of the chances, uh, but the second and the third goals were really avoidable and soft from set plays. I think that's really, for me, actually, where the frustration came is that you don't mind if you're beaten by a better team and they played through you and, uh, you know, really good sort of passing sequence or good bit of play and, and actually just two carbon copy old um, from set plays. But, but yeah, you know, I mean, Everton, they turned up and you could tell that they seriously meant business. You know, they feel that they're a strong team. So it's no disgrace to lose to Everton. Um, you, know, you know, when we saw the, the sides come through, you, you're thinking that, yeah, the, the, it's very unlikely that there would be a, a cup upset. You know, you know, Everton would really have had to have been off the pace, off their game, for, and Wednesday would have had to have played their best match of the season for it to happen. Um, and so, no, all in all, three nil was a yeah, it was about right. Um, it, it, maybe it could have been more. You know, Joe Wildsmith pulled off a couple of good saves, but there were some good individual performances in there. So, no, you know, I think people came away from watching the Everton match thinking that, well, that's the FA Cup over. Now on to the, the you know the the bread and butter and what really matters. Yeah, it, it was pretty much a free hit, wasn't it? You know, we we didn't. I don't think we really expected to get anything out of that game, and particularly with the lineups, and you you get that very distinct feeling that Everton really feel that this year, you know, they've got they've got a real chance of of winning that competition. And to be fair, they have. You know, it's kind of there for the taking, isn't it? The FA Cup this season because it's a, a weird season. So, um, you know, f- fair play that you know they were pretty much at, at full strength, and. Yeah, you know, it, it was a free hit. We can't really complain too much about it. I, th- I think th- the problem this week comes from, you know, that, I'm not going to call it positivity, but, you know, that that sort of feeling of, it's all right, off off the back of that Everton game, is then a very different feeling than when we don't really turn up at Coventry. You know, we, we said last week on the podcast, you know, we'd take the, the hit at Everton if it meant that we go to Coventry and get the win. You know, that's the important one out of the two. And we've got this worst of both worlds now, whereby we lost both games, didn't score, chances very limited, kind of feeling like we're taking a step backwards here, doesn't it? It's like a step back in time to 
can't score, looking a little bit toothless at times through the middle and, um, you know, a, a, a fairly defensive feeling lineup that's actually not defending very well. And, and all those kind of problems that we've been bemoaning seem to all kind of come back and amass in, in one little like mound last night. It's a good way of summing up, James. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I do feel that that's the case. That I feel as if the, the positive intent has been there you know I think with the, the team selection and, and the way that Wednesday have tried to approach and go about the business in the last two matches but it, it, it comes down to the lack of goals it's been there all season you know they are the you know there's a reason why Wednesday is second from bottom and they're the lowest scorers in the championship with 15 goals in 24 matches you know, it, it tells a really sorry tale of, you know, you know, Wednesday, home away, all season, you know, you're the away form right now, you know, and I put this to Neil Thompson after Coventry of where, you know, the, you look at the away form, the last win was at St Andrews when they played Birmingham back in October. So they've gone over three months without a win on the road. Um, I think that's eight, nine matches. Um, so, that the consistency, it's not there. Then you know they're not picking up enough points, scoring enough goals, and creating enough chances to get themselves out of trouble as things stand right now. And one shot on target against a Coventry team who, you know, they entered it, you know, they were under pressure to get a result. That they they knew full well that if Wednesday won, that I think there would have only been a three or four point gap between themselves, and so they could get sucked back into trouble. So it's a huge win for Coventry, and to be honest, I just looked, thought that they wanted it more. That and that's as damning as I can be. I thought they were hungrier, and um, they had a better uh, organisation about them. And I think they carried, you know, greater threat throughout. And when you're saying Wednesday's only shot on target was Matt Penny's effort in the first half, where you know there was nearly a goalkeeping gaff. Um, and, you know, it's gone behind. Um, and, you know, it was a tricky surface, you know, and I don't want to make any excuses for either team, but, you know, the pitch is terrible at St Andrews and they have effectively played an entire season already at St Andrews with Birmingham and Coventry playing there. So, you know, it's to be expected, I suppose. And then on top of that, um, yeah, you know, wet, greasy surface, tipping it down. I still expect a lot more from Wednesday. And and when you look at it, the team, the big guns were back, James, too. You know, from Kieran Westwood, Tom Lees, Josh Windass. Um, you know, I still felt as if there was more than enough on the pitch to get a result of Coventry. Uh, uh, it really it didn't it didn't go how it should have gone should it because you know when you play you're playing two holding midfielders there with Hutchinson obviously back making his return we talked about that last week um, and um, Pelopesi stuff it it the end what happened in the end is the opposite of what should happen when you play that kind of formation and and um, maybe we just I don't know maybe we just didn't practice it enough or something I, I i can't really figure out why it just kind of went so badly wrong and and you're right in terms of the fact that when you've got the senior players coming back into the team you think well you know we, we should be upping our game it, you know, it, it felt like there was less there than the games before the sort of enforced break that we 
had and um it, it's it's hard right now isn't it you look at the table you kind of think well we just lost at Coventry we've not scored at home in their last three or four games or something they've not been in great form um and you know we we've we've lost quite badly in terms of the fact that the performance just wasn't there other than being a little bit bright in the opening stages that you know Rotherham winning last night everything about the table you look at it and just think it's really hard to see where we go now we've got no manager you know we're we're almost at the end of a transfer window where you know we've brought in a couple of players but you know certainly not not enough uh, and and it's it's pretty downbeat right now if they don't get a goal scorer in James i think they're going down uh, it's hard to make a case for Wednesday to get out of this. Um, they, they could, for all we know, in the next few days, they could bring in a new manager and you get a new manager bounce and they start to you know, string two, three wins together. That is all that it takes in the championship. You know, We do know that that can, you know, you can catapult you up the table. Um, but, yeah, it, it's what we've been talking about all season. Um, creativity and goals and um, it's finding the balance of the team and yet the change formation went to back four last night there's no identity or there's no continuity with a formation and there hasn't been all season there really hasn't been you know it's been it's going to, well, I have a three man defence then a back four Tony Pewis comes in and wants to play with a back four but feels as if there isn't a left back at the club and then Neil Thompson's taken over and the two wins that they got were playing with three man defence five at the back against Derby Middlesbrough it's all a little bit disjointed that's and that's how it's been for a lot of the season and goes a long way to explaining why Wednesday find themselves in the position that they're in it's just it's kind of rudderless isn't it and 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 that's a real problem you know we've got uh, the week ahead another three huge games with Preston and then a couple of really hard away games at Bournemouth and Millwall and my fear is that by next weekend it could just feel like it's over it could just feel like there's just doesn't does it really matter who we're bringing as manager you know we've fallen that far behind now that it's almost mission impossible for anyone and we're we're planning really for how we pull ourselves back into it next season. And, and and that's an awful feeling to have in January. Like we're in January. This this is just it's it's just insane. It's just I'm, I'm not writing Wednesday. Mad. I don't think we should write Wednesday off just yet, James, when the gap is six points, but there are sixty six points still to play for. And yeah, they're gonna need to put at least one very good run together to put themselves into the picture. So I, I don't think we should be here at just past the halfway stage in the season saying that it's all over. I, 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 I do believe they need to pull some rabbits out of the hat in the last few days of the transfer window. That goes without saying that if they don't get at least one, if not really, two more attacking players in um, to help this squad then us then I may start to fear the worst and, and we may be having a different conversation this time next week if they've lost at Preston Bournemouth and haven't brought in some new players okay well 
you know, let's 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 try and be positive on that score then, and think you know, there's there's still you know the transfer window still open for a few more days. Is there anything um, kind of on the cards that you know of? Of course, we've got the whole manager situation as well. There's been plenty of talk about that in the last kind of 24 hours. Uh, Paul Cook offered the job, not offered the job. Um, advisor leaving. That that whole big kind of messy pot of what the heck is going on behind the scenes, um, and you know who's who's coming in, players or managers or anything. What 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 can you tell us? Uh, well, on player front, I think they would ideally like to bring in before the close of play on Monday a left back. Um, Harry Pickering at Crew is someone that they've targeted. They put a bid in for. Uh, him and you know he really does fit the profile you know in fact when you're talking about exciting young talents you know I think that's someone who Wednesday fans could definitely get on board with when you look at he's 22 he's had a couple of great seasons for crew played 150 matches that would be a real coup your know, crew I think are looking for around 600 650k will will Wednesday be able to structure a deal that, um, you know, they're not under pressure to sell crew. I think that's important to stress. You know, they've, they sold, I think, um, Perry Unji to Cardiff uh, about a week to 10 days ago. Uh, so financially, I don't think that, you know, the ball is very much in crew's court as to what they want to do with Harry Pickering. Um, but, you know, he would be someone that would offer that versatility if he can play left back, left wing, he can play central midfield got great energy about him and fresh you know fresh legs um and i think that or yeah if that would be one that i think would be a terrific signing for the future um for the club and josh murphy's still a live one um he did come on and actually had an assist last night for cardiff against barnsley and so you wonder now, really, if Cardiff are going to have a long look at him and maybe will not be loaning him out, you know, and there's some, there's a number of clubs interested in Josh Murphy. Um, I think it could be tricky now, potentially, to get that one. So they may have to look elsewhere. We'll have to wait and see. You know, I, I know that from speaking to you know people within Wednesday that they hadn't given up on that um, from the last sort of day or two, but... If, if he's now part of Cardiff's plans, then it could be challenging to try and get that one over the line. So I, I think that, yeah, I could see, and I'm fairly, fairly confident, and it might be a bit of a mad dash at the end, as we've come to expect from Wednesday. And yeah, I think a lot of teams in the Championship will be in the same boat, final day, deadline day, a lot, most, if not all of the business will get done then, a lot of, a lot of deals will. I think Wednesday will bring in at least two new players. Okay. Looks like um, uh, at least an exciting few days ahead then in terms of um, transfer stuff. Um, any any kind of movement or news on what's happening manager-wise? Because that's kind of gone a little bit quiet. Ongoing. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, as you mentioned before, um there's sort of been conflicting reports, hasn't there, about Paul Cook, uh, you know, whether he was offered the job until the end of the season and, and has turned it down. Um, my understanding is that, you know, talks 
had you know taken place with Paul Cook, and he said that as much himself, uh, you know, in a radio inter- interview a couple of weeks ago. But Wednesday, they haven't interviewed him for the job. They haven't offered him the job. Um, and I don't know at the moment. I don't see Paul Cook being Sheffield Wednesday's next manager um, unless something truly remarkable happens. Um, and I, I just still think that Wednesday are exploring the options, and that you know we know that the chairman said that he didn't want to rush the appointment, and um, he's been true to his word in that it's now been <laughs> over four weeks. Um, but uh, let's be honest. Up until the last few days, I don't think I think people were starting to very much buy into. Um, yeah, you might as well leave Neil Thompson in charge. You know, he's done a good job, and he's trying to get the team playing in the right way and playing more on the front foot. Um, you wonder now, though, after the Coventry result, um, if that maybe will change their thinking a little bit and make them. Go right. This is right. We're going to bring a new man in to freshen things up. But but it does come back to what we said all along, doesn't it? Of where um, the new managers, if you bring somebody in, external appointment, they won't have had any influence, or or you would have fought very little on transfer business. So to, to real- have to work with this squad for the rest of the season. So is it better the devil you know and Neil Thompson knows the strengths and weaknesses of this you know, this side um, better than more than those? I think the last point I'd make on this, James, is that there has to now be clarity. We need to know whether Neil Thompson is going to be in charge until the end of the season or you're going to bring a new man in to take over I feel as if we're now we've now reached the end game here of where that needs to be decided one way or another we're not we're not a club that's you know famed for its clarity though are we of of late you know anything anything but and um there's a bit of Groundhog Day kind of lingering here in the, you know, we could get to the end of a transfer window and maybe even bring some players in between now and Monday when the window closes. And then a new manager comes in and actually he's like, oh no, I don't, I don't like any of these players. I want to play a different system. Um, And we've seen this, you know, a couple of times, haven't we? In 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 recent in in the very recent past, actually, um, and and we're just running, we're, we're walking that tightrope again of not just not really having a plan, and and uh, it's just a bit messy. And then you know the problem with Neil Thompson, and we said this a few weeks ago, is that there's that risk of the similar thing that we saw with Lee Bullen, whereby there's that little kind of mini bounce, that little mini recovery, and then the reality kind of sets in, um, and we we fall back into that hole. And I mean, we'll probably know in the next week whether that's the case. Maybe it's a, a minor blip, um, and Neil Thompson can you know kind of pull things around for Saturday against Preston because I mean that is. You know, you've got to look at that on paper and go. I mean, it's a, it's a home game for a start, but also it's just it's a winnable game. And 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 you know, if we stand any chance at all of getting out of this mess, we can't keep writing off stuff like, well, if we don't get a result against Preston, there's still 63 points to play for. Like, we just, it, the, it, this is all just nonsense now, isn't it? It's like we have to win football matches, and yeah, I, I at the moment all this kind of stuff going on and it just feels like just a bit of a state and you're right in terms of we need some kind of clarity and I feel we are further away from that clarity than we've probably ever been in in recent history of Sheffield Wednesday. It's just a bit like 
it's just a splurge of crap at the moment. <laughs> it's, the, it's the only way I can describe it, a splurge of crap. I, I, I mean, I, I, do, you, do you feel, you know, when we talk about needing clarity and stuff, do you feel that is anywhere even close? Because I don't. I, I don't see anything like clarity. You've got an advisor that's brought in to, um, you know, kind of maybe uh, help introduce a, a slightly new direction. And, and the chairman does a long conference where he talks about kind of being open to new directions and trying new things. And then within a month, he's gone and he's gone in, you know, it's not been a very clean break, has it? You know, he was on social media talking about that last night. And I mean, clarity is probably the the last word that I would use to describe what's going on right now. Well, with Eric Alonso, um, I, I, you know, it's it's patently clear that there's been a power struggle going on at the, at the football club for the last month or so. Of where you know Eric has he, he came in and he wanted to make his mark, and he has been involved in the managerial process, um, and he's pushed hard for Paul Cook and a number of other foreign. Managers and Amadou Paxau, who we know has been the chairman's top advisor for the last four or five years, um, he's he's got another shortlist. Um, and really, what we've seen is um, it's been Eric has been vying for position almost with Amadou to try and become the main man at Sheffield Wednesday. Um, and so, yeah, you know, Eric's responsibilities. From what I know, were you know he he was brought in, and you know the chairman said at his last press briefing that he's known Alonso for a long time, you know. But I, I I'm led to believe that this has only been a recent arrangement within the last couple of months that Alonso's officially come on board, and Alonso was tasked with the job of bringing in a big commercial sponsor and potentially helping with player sales. And and the, so that I think was his remit, but I, I believe that I think Alonso wanted to get more involved with all aspects of the club. And ultimately, for me, what it comes down to when you have two advisors um, is that there are two, I feel like there are too many cooks, and I feel like that maybe was the case on this one. Really, that you know. The, whether you agree with Mr. Chancery for having Amadou Paxau as his main advisor or not, you know, that's the man that Dapon Chancery trusts and has known for a long time. And, and according to Chancery, has done a lot of good when it comes to recruitment. You know, he's played a part in Bannon, for a number of players, some good signings that you would say that Wednesday have made over the years, not just all dross or bad ones that, you know, we inevitably seem to, you know, turn back to, um, especially in this period. Uh, but, yeah, I feel as if... Um, was Alonso wanting what, what was in Wednesday's best interest or was Alonso wanting what was best for Eric Alonso? I feel as if maybe you, you have to sort of ask that question or put that out there. And and right now, what Wednesday need is a united front and people all yes. going in the right direction. And so clearly that partnership was not working out. Uh, and so I, I feel you know it's come to a head now and it's probably for the best 
for the football club. But we are running out of time, and and you know what 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 you kind of described there is it's it's like comically farcical, like you know power struggles and advisors with separate shortlists and stuff like that. You know what what we need ultimately is a structure within the club. We need a, a plan. We need a direction, and we need everyone pulling in the same direction, as you say. And and what we've got is is the absolute opposite of that. And who loses out? It's us. It's the fans, isn't it? Because you know we end up with a club that's probably going to be a League One club next season, and you know that will bring with it all kinds of turmoil that it's not even worth thinking about right now and you know there's fans waiting for refunds there's fans that have spent hundreds maybe even thousands on long-term season tickets with no idea what's going to be going on and probably thinking i don't want to go anymore like you know this is driving such an absolute wedge between club and fans i think it's loads of fans that didn't weren't even upset or disappointed about us losing at commentary last night because they're just so passive about it now it's just like right it's another defeat and and that is that's just that's the absolute worst and what what we've got rather than feeling like we're close to resolving that is the absolute opposite with power struggles and advisors who are you know doing stuff in their own best interest or whatever it's just like this is oh we, we we've all looked at what's gone on at clubs like Sunderland and Blackburn and stuff. And what's going on at Sheffield Wednesday right now is, is, is entirely in that league of just being, it's just farcical. And, and I don't, I mean, how does it end? Like it's getting worse rather than getting better. I don't, I don't know what to say, Dom. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, 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 out, of, I'm out of words. It is. And we've talked about this a lot. It, it has apathy really set in at the football club and, uh, you're right, you know, that, you know, I, I, I'm saying that there needs to be an eye to front, but there's not, I've, I've not felt more division than, than what there is right now, really. You know, I, I, there's a lot, there is more negativity than positivity, and there has been for some time. And there are a lot of fans that are not happy with the decision making and running of the club and want change and are pushing for change. And the fear is that when, Fans can return to stadiums, however long that might be, six months, 12 months down the line. I feel as if there will be a lot of Wednesday fans that will be staying at home and, uh, you know, will not be coming back to Hillsborough. And so, you know, I feel, you know, fans have every right to do that and they, they feel as if the product that they're being served up uh, and... Um, what's gone on behind the scenes or off the field matters that they're, they're not pleased with, uh, they're not going to now part with their money um, to go and support the team. And and actually, you'd be, in, <laughs> you'd be hitting the, the club harder by hitting them in the pockets. And, and if they're in League One next season, like you say, financially, uh, the revenue drop from that and the cost-cutting that's going to be involved... Um, Somehow, you know, Wednesday have to focus all their energy on staying in the championship um, um, because, like you say, there's going to be a rebuild, whatever happens in the summer, um, but that rebuild will only get much, much harder if they're in League One. And when you've got to remember, too, there's, I think, 13 players out of contract as well and we've still got up in the air we don't know you know we we heard Barry Bannon say that he's going to sign a new contract but we don't know what's going to happen with Adam Reach we don't know what's going to happen with Tom Lees 
Um, we don't know what's going to happen with Liam Shaw, who uh, you know is a target for Celtic in this window. Uh, you know they are genuinely interested in him, but will they put an offer on the table? Who knows? When's he in a position to keep hold of Liam Shaw? You know, right now you've got to say that they need all hands to the pump. They need everybody for the running if they're going to get out of the mess that they're in. Uh, so they can ill afford, I think, to sell any players or let any players go. You know, the only one would be Alex Hunt, who I'd probably be looking at loaning out. I think every other like, young player in the squad, first team, as I'd be looking to keep. Um, as, you know, Right now, that's what worries me the most, James. I don't feel as if this squad is strong enough, capable enough to cope with the relentless fixture schedule that there is between now and, and the end of February, where they're playing Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday. And I don't get the impression or feel the belief that they're going to pick up enough points to get out of trouble. It is hard to see, isn't it? But... <clears throat> Well, back to the football. Um, so, Saturday, Preston at home. Next Tuesday uh, is uh, Bournemouth uh, away. It's going to be a tough one. Bournemouth a little bit, little bit up and down. That they, they you know, we've already beaten them once this season, so they can be beaten. Um, that that Preston one feels like it kind of stands out of the games that are coming up in the next kind of week or two as that's that's really really important and you know i i don't think any of us expect to go to bournemouth and win it'd be great to 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 get a result there but a bit like last week where kind of like well you take the hit at everton but you've got to get the result of coventry that game on saturday against preston is 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 a big glaring mark in the calendar isn't it that it's one that it's just it's dead important my attitude going into coventry was that that was a must-not-lose. So that didn't go according to plan. Um, and now I feel as if, yeah, we are reaching the territory with the two away games, like you say, they're going to be tough. You know, Millwall actually have been um, not on the best of run of late, but yet um, it's, it's still never an easy task going to the den. Um, and you're not going to get a lot of people putting strong odds on Wednesday, picking up a result at Bournemouth. Yeah, they, yeah, they have beaten them this season, but you look at where Bournemouth are on the table, pushing for promotion playoffs with the attacking talent that they've got. Uh, you know, if Wednesday get anything at Bournemouth, I think most people will be delighted. So I'm immediately looking at it and thinking that this puts a lot of pressure on, on Preston. I really think that, that they need a win. I think to lift everybody's spirits after um, what has felt a pretty grim couple of days. I, I do think we'll win actually on Saturday. I have a feeling that we will that we will get the result on on Saturday. That kind of keeps things. <clears throat> I can't believe I'm going to say keeps the season alive at the end of January. And I know you'll disagree with me on that, but it does. It has that kind of feeling about it as a game that it's a bit like that Derby one where it's just like really pivotal um but i do think we'll get i do think that we'll win but i guess we'll see um if you want to have a go at, um, at wednesday picks it's available to download now make your choices um so that yeah you can kind of play along um as you watch the game on saturday and um, also big thank you to our other goal partner title law visit titlelaw.co.uk that will wrap us up for this week uh, you can catch dom at dom house and i'm at james marriott you can contact the show at dom and james thank you for joining us if you do like seeing the blues please rate and review the show in your your podcast app up the owls and see you next week